he can't hear, he can't, somebody is speaking just next to his bed, he can't hear what they're speaking. Somebody walked past, he didn't see them. Sometimes, somebody even came and stole something and went away, the person stepped to it. He doesn't know. A dead person, this is his situation. He can't see, he can't hear, he can't feel anything. So when a person was sleeping, he was just like dead. And some people sleep as if they are already dead. They shake them how much you want to, they won't wake up. But now Allah could have brought this person back to life, gave him another day, gave him another chance in life to make amends. What a big chance this is. Can you imagine what a big great gift this is? Supposing in that last moment of that night, just a person now, it's time to wake up, or whatever time of the night it is, suddenly he becomes aware of the reality that Malakul Mawd is there. To come and take his room, take his life, take his soul. I imagine the scene now. It's one of us, it's me. And now, went to sleep, and went to sleep with all the plans that tomorrow I'll do this, and tomorrow I'll do that, and tomorrow I'll go there, and tomorrow I'll meet that person, and tomorrow I'll do this work, all the long, long times. But now, before the morning came, Malakul Mawd came. Now, how many times it would be that at that time, if it was that now he knew, somehow Malakul Mawd was putting his ears, one minute left. And in one minute, many a person will wish he could get his hand, as Mawd mentioned just now, first he will look his, at our phone. Many a person will wish I could quickly get my phone and delete a lot of things. I wish I can delete a lot of things. Because anything that can be locked can be unlocked also. And after a person is gone, everything gets unlocked. Person's covers get unlocked, his bags get unlocked, his phone gets unlocked. Everything, his whole life gets unlocked. That life that he had locked behind closed doors. That life that he had locked behind passwords. That life that he had locked behind codes. In time, everything gets unlocked. And now sometimes his wife gets a shock. Oof, what this person is up to? Sometimes his parents get a shock. Sometimes whoever else, Allah forbid Allah, Allah protect us and save us. But now at that time, when Malakul Mawd was putting his ears before one minute, how many things he would thought like, okay, I could ever, but now it's too late now. Where does he start also? He will be wishing at that time, how oh, I wish I could ask somebody, that person I had a problem with asking for Mark at least. I'm owing somebody something, I took somebody's thing wrongfully. Yeah, I've still got it with me, I can easily return it. That the responsibility off my head. I took somebody's money away, I took somebody's shoes away, I did something. Because Malakul Moth is here now. So, the thing is, when Malakul Moth comes, most of the time there won't even be the whisper that you are one minute. It'll be now time is out to rain. So, here Allah gave us still that chance, that opportunity. Look, you're still living, you're walking, you're awake. But get everything in order. Tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow whether you are alive or not, you don't know. So you got the chance now to delete, delete it. And make Tawbah, delete it from the books of Akhirat also. Delete it from dunya, delete it from the records of deeds also. And deleting it from the records of deeds, there's no rubber, no chipex, nothing else to delete it there. And you can't buy somebody off to take the file away. The thing that will delete it there is sincere Tawbah. So now the point we were discussing is that the first thing a person woke up in the morning, he starts off with shukr, alhamdulillah. But he has this opportunity now to make his, make amends. 
and burn his relationship again with Allah. That Allah gave him everything. Allah gave us that eyes we look with. Allah gave us our ears. Allah gave us our hands and feet. Allah gave us our heart. Allah gave us everything. And what a tragedy we then use this to disobey Allah. So now Allah gave us another chance in life. That another chance now come back. Make sincere Doma. So now that chance that we have been given, that is that sugar boy. Alhamdulillah. Now in order to make use of that chance that Allah gave him, he'll make use of all the ni'mas of Allah. He'll still have to eat because he's going to get hungry now. He'll have to walk, he'll have to use his legs. He wants to write something, he'll have to use his hand. He wants to read something, he'll use his eyes. He has to listen to the lesson, he'll have to use his ears. So right at the beginning of the day again, Nabi Islam taught us the dua. اللهم ما أصبح لي من نعمة أو بأحد من خلقك فمنك وحدك لا شريك لك فلك الحمد ولك الشكر يا الله whatever bounties you have blessed me with and whatever bounties you have blessed anyone in the entire creation يا الله all this is from you alone nobody else الله is from you alone فلك الحمد ولك الشكر and all praise is due to you all Gratitude and thanks is due to you. Now every ni'mah, and that is why we shouldn't disregard any ni'mah, even if it be one crumb of food, one drop of water, not a single drop, not a single crumb. Everything is a ni'mah of Allah. And if you look into the lives of the great pious people, how they looked after every single crumb, every single drop. This is all Allah's gift. Unfortunately, when we have it easily, we disregard it. We don't think about it, how, we, how much we eat and how much we waste. How we use the ni'mas and bounties of Allah. We don't give regard to it. But when a person disregards the bounties of Allah, he says there's nothing. What's in the ego wasted? Then Allah forbid, this becomes the means of the doors of risk closing up. Great personality of his time, he was in his old age and he was sitting on a bed and he was eating chana, this chickpeas. In India, it's very common thing, they roast it and eat it as like a snack. It's a very cheap thing, especially there, it's very common thing, cheap thing. Sometimes people live on this. If they don't have anything else to eat, poor people, then they just, this is the meal. Very cheap thing. So now he was sitting on that bed of eating, and this one chickpea, one chana fell from his hand, and rolled, fell onto the ground, and rolled away under the bed. Now he's an old person, elderly, sick, and it's nice, it's the Lamp in the lamp light now, not bright fluorescent lamps. And he got off the bed and he started looking for this one chickpea, this one chana. So now somebody came in and he didn't know what he's looking for. He thought maybe some money got lost or what helping him. Eventually he found that. Now imagine in that dim light under the bed, the old person is looking for something, finally found it. And he cleaned it and he ate it up. The person who saw all this, he said, for this one, Shana, you went through all this trouble? 
So he said, that too is Allah Ta'ala's wisdom. That too is Allah Ta'ala's gift and bounty. And if I disregard this, if I just, just let it go there, what's in there? This can become the means of the doors of risk getting close to me. Because it's all these small bits that come together to make the big hole. Million rand also is made up of the one one cent. All those one one cents put together become the million rand. Though nowadays a one cent can't even feel it, is there anything? You give somebody sometimes some money, especially some person is begging, you give him a fifty cent, sometimes you see that fifty cent also lying on the floor and threw it away. Somebody gave me nothing. But it is those one cents and those twenty cents and those fifty cents that make up the million rand. So the point is that every drop and every grain is a ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala, is a bounty of Allah Ta'ala. This needs to be appreciated. So now at the beginning of the day, he's going to eat, he's going to walk, he's going to use his hands, he's going to use his eyes. So Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin, aw bi ahadin min khalqin. Allah, whatever ni'mat, whatever bounty, you have blessed me, you have blessed anybody, all from you alone. So now he's making shukr to Allah Ta'ala. And when he makes shukr, what Allah Ta'ala does in return, Allah Ta'ala loves the shukar so much. And the shukar is such an ibadat that it is something which is free of any riya showing off. It can be free of any riya. Because it is from his heart for Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't have to be necessarily saying it aloud. He's sitting in the stuff before salah and from his heart he's making shukar. If he's reading Quran Sharif also too, Allah forbid the intention that sometimes be to show somebody. He's making nothing salah, it can be to show somebody. He should do it still, not that he should do it, but he should do it for Allah Ta'ala alone. But what he's doing from his heart, who knows? And from his heart he's saying, Alhamdulillah, Allah, your bounty, your gift, Allah, all these ni'mats you bless me with. This is such a great ibadat that is so much full with the class. And when a person does this ibadat, Allah Ta'ala promises, in shakartum la azidannakum. You be grateful to me, you make sugar, I will increase my favors upon you. Now all these things are favors. That food is favor, that water is a favor and na'mad, that money is a favor and na'mad, the clothes a person wears, that's a na'mad, his shoes is a na'mad, the shelter that he has is a na'mad, everything is a na'mad. But there will be one day when all these na'mads will stay behind. These na'mads, the ni'mads and the bounties of the worldly things. These are also ni'mads. You have to be grateful for this also. But one day all of this will get left behind. person's car will get left behind. His house will get left behind. His wealth will get left behind. All his designer clothing will get left behind. His smartphone will get left behind. All his devices and gadgets, everything will get left behind. But there is one great wealth won't get left behind. And that wealth is the wealth of Iman, and what is directly attached to Iman, the Amal, the Akhlaq, and the righteous deeds. And in that, the very great thing in all that is the Ilm of Deen. The Ilm of Deen is that Ni'mat which doesn't finish off in dunya. It is in dunya also. It brings its barakat and its blessings and its bounties in dunya also. And it comes along with a person in Qabr, and it will be of benefit for a person on the day of Qiyamah and it will be a means of his status in Akhirat as well. The person who became a doctor 
when you go to Dr. Bari, then you hear the story. What is that? I think haram to become a doctor. One must understand it, provided the person didn't do anything haram in the process. But once his eyes close, then that is all over. Person was an engineer, very big engineer, mashallah, excellent. This basket that sometimes is going, the engineer is held out in it, and they get some amount of that too. But it's engineering that left behind. When his eyes close, that's he gets left behind. Somebody is a very big businessman, mashallah, Allah barakat. But the day he goes to the khabar, his business gets left behind. But a hafiz of the Quran Sharif, his gifts comes with him in the khabar. It comes with him on the day of Qiyamah. And it will come with him to Jannah. And in Jannah also his gifts will take him in the Quran, in the Hadith, the Hadith Qasim says, that the hafiz will be told, Iqra' وَرَتَّقِ وَرَتِّلْ كَمَا كُنْتَتْ وَرَتِّلُ فِي الدُّنْيَا That you continue reciting as you should recite in a very good way, the correct way in dunya. And each ayat you decide, your stages will go higher. And the last ayat is where your stages will finish off. But the whole Quran he will keep reciting. His hills remain with him till Qiyamah, until Jannah. Now that degrees and all that was left behind. But that wealth which Allah that is blessing you with, that will continue. So now if a person has to make sugar for the wealth of dunya, how much sugar we have to make for this which is beyond dunya also? And something, what is, you have, for example, you've got a few things you want to distribute. Anyone has got something, few things you want to distribute. He's got one, you want to give everything away. He's got one fruit, one maybe one apple you want to give. And then he's got another thing, he's got maybe, and then after he's got how much one And he's got some, maybe one ice cream to give also. Ice cream is worth how much ten rands. And then he's got some, maybe something else. He's got one phone to give somebody. Let's give one phone away. How much thousand rands? And then he's got something else worth some diamond. Worth fifty thousand rands. Now there's four things to give away. So, but he's not going to make the selection, who is going to give what to? So what is, what do we think, who do you give that 50,000 rand diamond to the one who he knows or he wants? Or the person who is furthest away from him? Or the person who is closest to him? He'll give the 50,000 diamond to maybe his own son, to his daughter, to his wife maybe. The apple, somebody passing on the street too, he wants to do some good for somebody, that's also good. Somebody knocked on the door, begging for something, give that up. The ice cream, somebody closer, the neighbor's son. That's also, he comes to our neighbor, give the neighbor's son the ice cream. Somebody tells him, no, give the neighbor's son the apple, and give the ice cream to the, he said, no, no, no. Give the ice cream to the neighbor's son, he's more closer to us. And give this to the person on the street. And this phone, his nephew is closer to him than the neighbor's son. But the diamond he gives to his own son, gives to his daughter, give it to his wife. Give to his parents. So dunya also, Allah Ta'ala, in this dunya has made a distribution. And what is most valuable to him, Allah Ta'ala has given those who are most beloved to him. Now dunya is also a place of test. If this was, that you could see the reality of everything here, then this test won't be there anymore. It's like, a person writing an exam now, so you go in the exam hall, they tell you the question paper. So they gave the question paper. 
তাহলে কি কারণ নজর ফিরে দিতে আনসার শিখব মডেল আনসার
Uh, he is praising him so much. The praise is part of sugar also. So you go, okay, happy. Then, mashallah, he is saying, Jazakallah, he is saying. And then what he does, in front of you, he is taking the kurta and he is using it to polish his shoes, shining his shoes nicely. Then now he shines his shoes wrong part of it, then the other part was still clean. So then now his windscreen needed to be cleaned. He took the other part of the kurta and cleaning his windscreen. And worse still, his now decided that the hubcaps now is, you know, in the uh, bedrooms, not shining too much. So you think the kurta is shining in the bedrooms. Once by one, fully station, garage, stopped to full petrol. So one other car, whoever it was, so he might have driven from somewhere, the car was like sparkling clean. But now while they were filling up, I think he saw some dust from the bedrooms, so he took out one tissue and now he's very carefully going through the bedrooms now. Because some dust, because he drove from somewhere and came. I suppose maybe we'll stop again, he must have started again. And maybe every stop must be first starting on the bedrooms. Because the dunya becomes everything. Now there's that piece of steel that has become the victim in his heart. But in any case, now when you gave him the kurta, he is saying, MashaAllah, Jazakallah, Alhamdulillah, so much is thanking you. But now when you saw him shining his shoes with the kurta, you saw him wiping his windscreen, what will go through your heart? That this person is very, very thankful. MashaAllah, he thanked me so much. See, he totally threw my gift away. He doesn't have any appreciation. I gave it to him with so much of muhabbat, so much of love. Such a good thing I gave him. But this is how he handled it. So all his words, whatever he said, that didn't count for anything. It was his actions that counted. But with the good words, he also used it. You feel even more better. You appreciate his words also. You appreciate his action also. So likewise, the words of shukar, Allah that I appreciate. But the real shukar is that now we have to use this gift correctly. Allah Ta'ala has given us this gift, this great bounty of seeking the knowledge of deen, of coming to an institution of deen. So now the appreciation and the shukar for this is, number one, that we use the time correctly. Whatever the program of the madrasa is, certain time you have to be in the masjid for salah, certain time you have to be in our class for our lessons, certain time there is some other part of the program, whatever it is. We are using the time correctly. That's the first thing. Second thing is that this ilm has to be acquired with taqwa. This ilm has to be acquired with taqwa. Taqwa is the the spoon with which this great food is going to be fed. Nothing else. Imagine a person, you give him some very delicious food. He brings one dirty spoon and he wants to eat with that thing. Again, same thing. This person got no, no appreciation on this. He's eating this food with this dirty spoon. Filled it, all bucket, filled and everything. So likewise, this ilm will come with taqwa. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, here Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will grant you ilm. Ilm will come via taqwa. And what is taqwa? The simple meaning of taqwa is giving up all sin. Not getting ourselves involved in any forbidden thing, any sin, anything Allah has forbidden, whether it is the sins of the eyes, person not looking at any haram, he's not listening to haram music, whatever else, he's not talking haram, that tongue, that tongue which Allah enables him to be reciting Quran Sharif to be learning Quran Sharif learning the knowledge of the 
And that tongue getting soiled in all kinds of filthy talk, dirty talk, vulgar talk. What a terrible thing it is that this great gift of tongue Allah has blessed us with and a person is soiling it in these filthy things. So, now this is taqwa. Neither is committing guna with his eyes, or looking at any haram with his ears, with his tongue, with his hands, with his feet. He's not walking towards haram. And when a person lives with taqwa, then he gets the happiness of dunya also, and the happiness of akhirat as well. Even in dunya, he is the person who is happy. Others just look like they are happy. But in reality, those who are involved in sin, ask their hearts. They won't tell you, but you can ask their hearts. Why so many of them want to commit suicide? An article, which I still have, which was some 15 odd years ago, that somebody did a survey in America. 25 of the richest people in America. 55 of the richest people in America. Running into the billions. What can a person do with a billion? So the person should be so happy that anything, whatever he wants, he can buy. In fact, he can't buy enough. Because he's got more money than what he can buy. But when they did the survey of all these people's lives, they found most of them were totally depressed. Why? What is depressing? A depressed person. A person who doesn't have any feeling for life. Not interested in life. And many of them after depression now, unfortunately, they only start committing suicide. A person thinks that by committing suicide, it ends his difficulties. It only starts getting worse. But now the question is, if wealth was a means of happiness, then why are these people happy? Why are they depressed? That is where happiness comes from. Happiness comes, happiness is in the heart. And Allah, bidhikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. With the obedience of Allah, the dhikr of Allah, his remembrance, meaning his obedience, comes the contentment of the heart. And that is when a person is happy. Otherwise, he's just going to carry on in the practice and trying to chase pleasure and fun and get nowhere. He's getting in a worse situation all the time. He just gets more and more addicted to the haram. Whatever form of haram it may be. Whether looking at haram, whether listening to haram, whether putting haram into himself, whatever haram it may be. He just gets deeper and deeper into that film until his life is destroyed. Destroys his family, destroys his respect, destroys everything. So, the sugar for this na'mat and gift of Allah is that we, number one, use the time correctly. Number two, we acquire this ilm with taqwa. Taqwa is the obedience of Allah. That we stay away from all sin, from all haram. And we acquire this ilm with that firm determination within us. That we will practice on this ilm. We make amal upon it. And we will pass it on to others as well. And a person then conducts himself, it's a very short phase of life where this little sacrifice is required. This part of youth. This little bit. This 10, 12, 15 years of youth. When a person looks after this youth and he stays in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, stays away from haram, then the rest of his life is smooth sailing, inshallah. Very, very easy, very, very comfortable. Comfortable within himself. Whatever he has outside doesn't have, he's still content. 
he still had a short phase. And for this short phase of life that he looks after, even on the day of Tiyamat also, Allah will give him the shade of the Arsh of Allah. That young person who grew up in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala gives him the shade of the Arsh of the day of Tiyamat. So these few things, just the sugar, it all comes down to the sugar again. The verbal sugar, expressing the sugar for Allah, that great bounty and nehmat, and the practical sugar. The practical sugar that we use this time correctly, we acquire the skills with taqwa, we make amal upon the skill, and we pass it on to others as well. In this way, this dunya also becomes a place of great success for us, and the everlasting success of the Akhir is also waiting for us. And in that process, one very important point we just finish up on, that anybody, anybody and anybody, without exception, who does not fulfill these two things, then to succeed, whether in deen or dunya, is very, very difficult. And in fact, it doesn't happen. One is, the main thing is, obviously today there were many other things, but the main thing in this regard, especially in the regard in the aspect of acquiring ilm, is the aspect of other. To the extent a person will have other respect, to that extent he will get barakat in his ilm. And to the extent that he will lack other, then sometimes he might even be right in what he's saying. He might be even right in what he is doing. But what he is saying and doing, he is saying and doing it without respect. It will deprive him of all the barakat of ilm. And it is get left by the wayside. If we want barakat in our ilm, then the only way is adab. And together with adab is talab. If we have that firm desire, a deep yearning in our hearts, that I want to get this. I want to become the true servant of Allah. I want to get the love of Allah. I want to become the true ambassador of deen. So with adab and talab, Allah will put the way for us. Allah will give me also the tawfiq, and all of us the tawfiq. Wa akhir da'wana, alhamdulillah, wa al-azim. Allahumma al-azim, 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 اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عاقب امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله